0: Hey friends, Um, on today's episode we are chatting, I am chatting, just me, Um, I am chatting about the experience of being postpartum um, in a pandemic, it's definitely changed a few things, Um, some a few for the better and some for the worse, but just the experience that I have, just wanted to share it, it you may be heading down that road because I'm not sure, or other friends may have, or may just be curious. But before I talk about this postpartum in a pandemic, the second time around, I do have to share um, a little about the first because the first time was there was not a pandemic. There was way less going on as far as that, but there was still some challenges. So we um, before a little before I got pregnant or we took on we took on this um, house renovation, we we were able to buy our my husband's parents house, the house he grew up in. We were able to get that and then had set renovations up for that. Sounded all great. Everything's cool. Um, and they knew our all of our um, project managers and workers knew our timeline, of course. But if you've done any kind of renovation or um, in your house, you will know that Timelines, you know, they're, they're there for guidance, but they're not, they're not always, they're not always solid. They're not always guaranteed. We now, we learn that. So, um, I would get further and further along. I was like January, she was due in February. Um, there was several things still not done. Well, also during this time, we were living in my in-law's house, which was very gracious of them to offer. And it was very seamless. Like everyone got along. You might think people could be, that could have gone either way, right? That could have gone, could have been bad. It was fine. We had a great time. Um, but it was still just things like we didn't have much alone time. There was just things there that would just challenges. So we're living there for several months. The house is getting finished. It's not ready. Um, it was not ready when we went into labor. I went into labor at my mother-in-law's house (laughs) in the middle of the night and they didn't know. And we just left and that was that, but we always said that we wanted to bring home Olivia to our house, no matter what. We could have we could have stayed there; they would have helped us. They were happy to have us there, but I just wanted to bring my kid home to like their house, you know, no matter what. So, we brought her home um, a couple days after Valentine's Day, and we did not have any um, appliances hooked up. That's how that's how much was not done, and I wish I had pictures from that time. I think I probably can find some, but like the whole first floor. I'm talking like no furniture, no cable, no TV. The upstairs had gotten done first because we had gotten new carpet. Of course, we had our nursery all done impeccably. She was all set, even though she didn't even stay in there for the beginning, right? That makes no sense. But when you're nesting and you're a mom, you just want that to be just right, just for, just for you, not really for them. Um, and so we had a bedroom. There's her room and two guest bedrooms back then up there. So we stayed in one of those rooms and we had her room. And that was like the livable space. Um, so it was hard. Not that you need a TV for postpartum, but like when you're breastfeeding and you're, there's just times that you're just sitting there, right, feeding a baby. And I listened to a lot of books on tape or on audio, audible audiobooks. Um, I did that. I didn't really do a podcast then, but that would be a good idea now. Um, but yeah, we were just confined to that first floor. Um, and so the isolation and everything was kind of that much that much harder because we, we were just like upstairs um, confined to what we could do. But we also went on a lot of walks. We just did little outings to get out of the house no matter what, just because, um, and sometimes we had to. Sometimes it was so hard because um, it wasn't Clint's fault, but some mornings he would be like, you're not gonna want to hear this, but the painters are coming at, so you're going to have to be out of the house for a couple hours because you can't be around the paint, obviously. And I was like, oh, great. So, you know, like it's just hard because with a newborn, they're not really supposed to go a ton of places in public just because their immune system and all that. So it's like, what are we going to do for several hours <laughs> to get out of the house? But looking back, finding the positive, right? Looking back, I can say that she was always fine with the car seat. She was always fine with the car because we had to get out early. We didn't have the luxury of just you know being on lockdown and staying. That lockdown, tr- <laughs> that lockdown term will never be the same, right? I didn't mean real lockdown, but we didn't have the luxury of just staying put and just staying home, just because it was easy. We had to go. We had to figure out. We had to get in the stroller more often. So she was always great about road trips and packing up and going because I always had to. um, so that, that was the, the bright light there. And then also, even though this time has been in a pandemic and different things have happened, I am still so much more grateful for having a couch downstairs and having a TV because I, I'm not saying a TV is what you got to have, but sometimes it's comforting, right, to watch, to watch Netflix watch you're feeding a baby and just kind of like, I love Good Morning America. Small Small things, right? So I'm always, like, grateful that compared to that time, this is this has been harder in some ways and also easier. Um, the first thing was that the difference in the hospital. So you could only have one support person, and they couldn't change out. So whoever you came to the hospital with, that was your person, which is fine. But then um, my husband travels for work, you know, three to two to three days a week, nights a week, gone overnight. So towards the end, I was kind of like. Um, getting a little bit worried because he, he did stay close towards the end, but you know, if anything can happen, you don't know, um, what's going to go on. So thankfully my mom lives in town. She was on standby, but still it was like, just sad to think about for him. Even if he got back in town in time, he couldn't swap out with her. He would have had to miss the whole Cause they even said he couldn't be in the waiting room. He'd have to be, he'd have to just wait till we got home, which would have been really, that would have been really tough. Um, Not because my mom wouldn't have been awesome, but because he would have missed the whole situation. That's our last, it's our last situation doing this, um, situation. It's a weird way to call it, but it's our last, it's our last baby, our last kid. Um, so worried about his work, but, um, the no visitors thing. Now that, that I didn't have a problem with. No, don't get me wrong. Having visitors is awesome and it, it's a joyful experience and it's fun to share that. But now that I know, looking back, now that I know, overnight, if you're the mom, you're getting checked a lot through the night. You're not getting a whole lot of sleep overnight. Um, it was nice to get more rest during the day because it was just us. Sure, it was quiet sometimes. Sure, we got a little bored watching TV all day. But it was just us. I could doze off if I wanted to. There was not the onslaught of people coming in. And again, I was happy to have it last time. But it was <clears throat> we were forced to do that this time. And it really wasn't that bat. It was kind of nice. So then after the hospital, the big difference is obviously not enough, not as many visitors. So you're not having, we had awesome friends drop meals off, but you know, obviously on the porch and a cooler or gift cards and people still showed up in different ways, which is awesome. Um, but not a lot of, you know, interaction. It's just not happening. And, um, we had my, my dad and stepmom were set to come in town for Christmas Because we've never seen them for Christmas. They live live out west. We see them different times of the year, but never Christmas. They were all set, excited, because they were here when Olivia was born um, for a few weeks. And it was so special. And they just, it got worse out there. It got worse where we are. And it was not worth, it was not worth it for anyone for them to try to do that. And I totally, we totally supported that. And felt the same way. But it was just tough. Like, oh, they're not going to, they may not meet him for several months. Who knows how long this is going to, um go on. I always knew postpartum, I already knew this time is a very, it can be very isolating. That's the first thing I thought of last time. I was like, wow, this is very, you know, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to do this, but you do feel like removed from everything. You're, you're away from your job. Obviously you're away from your spouse, pretty much if they're working out of the house. Um, and all your friends, a lot of your friends, you know, most of my friends are working moms also. Um, And they are not available in the times that you would need them. So you can't just like call people all day long and you can't just make plans. And then obviously with COVID, you're not really making plans anyway. So it's a weird situation of um, being isolated. But I can tell you, having been through it before, knowing to expect it has been better. I know that it's not going to last. I know that this is a time I will not get back. You know, I will never have like afternoon snuggles with him in the middle of a weekday ever again and that's kind of that's bittersweet that's how it is so you take it as a you know a small it's a small part of his life and it's going to fly by so i know that now i didn't know that last time and i was you know more um more antsy to like get up and go or not for it to be over with but i was like what am i supposed to be, what am i supposed to do with a newborn all day what do i do with him her um because they don't do much they do sleep a lot they eat they can be demanding but it's a different way it's different compared to my toddler now, right? They can't really sit and read a book or do an activity. There's not really, um, and it can be not stimulating for you as a parent. You're kind of like, okay, so I'm sitting here, watching TV, talking to them. They don't talk back. It can be, it can be tough. But I think having already had the experience, I just knew it was going to be, you know, it's here and it's gone. And then I've been trying to um, make the most of it. So doing things that I can't usually do. Um, I do a lot of audiobooks because again, I'm on the go, like on the way to school, on the way to work, um, out for a walk, but I'm actually trying to get back to doing a little bit more of reading actual book books because I do like that. I do like to underline and tab pages. I'm a big dork, um, like that if you are too. Um, I do like that. I enjoy the audible for like on the go still gets me something, but I always want to write things down and I struggle with being like on the go and I can't Stop and write down that that quick quote or whatever that is. So reading, I'm trying to organize the house, things I can't do normally, trying to use the time wisely, but also rest. I know I need to rest, but using that time for things I don't always have time to do, like this podcast, I'm trying to like think of get some solo episodes done, so I have that like you know stocked up when I need that. And real quick, back to the isolation part, um, with it being you know, a pandemic and all the stuff going on. I have had way less FOMO um, about missing out on things, right? When everyone else is pretty much not doing as much and everyone else is kind of staying safe, we're not really doing tons of things, tons of plans. Things are getting canceled, which I'm not excited about that getting canceled, but when there aren't enough, when there aren't that many plans happening around you, you don't feel like you're missing out as much. Um, Having a baby in normal times... (laughs) It was harder when you're like, well, they're going here on these trips, and I can't go, and they're doing this, and I'm not sure about this, and you know, it's it is a little bit nicer when I again, I'm not glad there's no plans, but having no plans, you know, I'm not missing out on things. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I will say, this time, um, of course, I was prepared more for the after, the aftermath of birth. I think we don't always talk about that a lot. I think we talk about a lot of. Important things now, breastfeeding, infertility, miscarriages, people talk about that a lot more openly, which I'm very thankful that we do. I did not feel like we talked about the after, (laughs) what you're going to need after. I heard things about like frozen pads and I heard these things, but I did not prepare for any of that last time. I just thought I would just get it later. Thankfully last time, and I'm sure any hospital, if you ask them, they have plenty of these products and they will give them to you. The pads... The dermoplast, the mesh underwear all these lovely things that you have um but I didn't realize last time how long that would go on like I needed I needed all that stuff for like I felt like it was a good two weeks and I was like am I gonna am I gonna bleed this long is this really how this goes again didn't not prepared not prepared for that part <laughs> but this time I stocked up on um, a friend told me about the mom Frida the brand I knew but the mom free to like postpartum like package and they have different things you can grab but I ended up getting the whole shebang but they have these mesh well not really mesh they're like boycott disposable underwear but they're way more stable than the hospital ones they're not like all flimsy they actually do kind of hold you in a little more um I got this like witch hazel foam and these amazing like um pads that when you you snap them in half and they freeze And they felt that was like the most soothing thing ever that plus your little witch hazel spray you are good to go so being prepared more um, but again hospitals are usually awesome this time i didn't get a ton um of extra items but i also didn't ask so i'm sure if you ask any hospital and say can i have extra this same with like nipple cream if you ask for that they'll give you a little sample they'll give you stuff if you ask them so definitely don't be shy and same with um anything for baby Diapers. I mean, they'll even give you extra hats, little clothes they have in there. Whatever they have, it's like go ahead and take it. So, do not be shy. <laughs> That's what it's there for. And definitely ask and do that. I feel, again, having gone through it again already, I feel have felt more relaxed and calm with this baby, with this second pregnancy. Um, there is more going on with the toddler, and life in general is still busy. But, um, for example, last time. I did not fully enjoy the breastfeeding pumping situation and I felt like I was tied to the wall and I couldn't do, I couldn't come and go. And it was, it was hard. Um, this time I know that it's like, it's another phase. It's, it's not going to be forever and we'll do what we can. With Olivia, we had to supplement at like six months. We did not, you know, I wanted to make it a year. I didn't and that's okay. Um, and it's okay if you you have to be okay yourself. I was starting to feel like mentally not that great. I was getting up in the middle of the night to pump, to try to get my supply up while she was still asleep. Um, so I was not getting enough sleep, I don't think, and I started to feel funky and I was like I'm not going to do this. So I still I still pumped, but I supplemented with formula so I didn't feel I didn't feel the urgency of having to make a certain amount and getting so freaked out if I didn't get that amount every day at work. Cuz pumping at work is a whole other thing too. That can be very stressful. It depends on your job. If you have enough time, um, a space to do it in. And we should have these things in this day and age, but we don't always have the support that we need. So, um, you can't take it out on yourself. You can't, the baby's going to be just fine. They're going to be fed. They're going to be loved. You cannot worry about that. I worry about it way too much last time. And I said, this time we're going to try again and we're going to do all we can. And then we're going to be happy with that. So very relaxed. Um, same thing with um him being moved to the crib pretty early. We did we kind of we didn't have Olivia in our room much, much longer. But we kind of started doing the crib transition around like two or three weeks with him. Tried it with the naps, doing the naps first, getting him used to it, and swaddling him. And then we tried overnights pretty soon, because um, I think my my feeling is that they don't get used to they don't even know they're being moved yet. They're kind of still, they don't even know what they're doing, right? They don't know where they're at, where they are, which room they're in. And to me, I feel like he doesn't know it yet. And then before he, before he does realize it, he's in that room and he hasn't even, he didn't even know it changed, right? So, and now he's been sleeping in his crib, honestly, for weeks and for naps too. So some naps are obviously downstairs with me, whatever, but he is, doing fine so being more relaxed about that I know as a first-time mom it's very hard to have them sleep further away from you because it is it's nerve-wracking and it's hard and it's still there are still times that he sleeps in later than I thought he would and I'm like is he okay is he he breathing so I'm still there but first time is definitely a lot harder um and I do know that this time that the calmer that we are as parents that transfers to to the child they can feel that if you kind of if you're kind of You know, anxious or getting frazzled, they can pick up on that, and then it's like it gets way worse. I'm not saying I don't ever get that way, but if you can try to find the inner calm, like the calm in the storm, (laughs) if something's going off, they um, that can really transfer to them and kind of keep things easy peasy. Like I still do this. I put them down for naps, and I have we have a white noise machine, and we you know dim the lights and all that. But I still like as I'm swaddling him, I still I still like hum a song but I like do it with a shh so I'll be like shh 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 shh, shh, shh. and like the whole time I'm swaddling him because it helps me it helps me stay calm if he starts if he is squirming or if he's like kind of fighting it I just keep going the shh, shh. random songs but I'm shushing them and he just I don't know it helps and that's my thing but it's kind of weird but when you're a parent you do weird things and it's just the same thing about making up songs with random things random songs it will happen to you if you don't you know, don't, don't hate it because you will be there. And it's kind of fun. I'm just not that bad. Next thing, probably the last thing I want to touch on, um, accepting help, accepting help. It, I think it's hard for most women. I think we are very independent by nature. I know I'm like an independent person. I can do it. I got this. I can lift heavy crap. I can make my own food. I, I want to believe I can do everything. I don't want to, I am bad about asking for help in general, like, or favors. I'm just not, I'm just not good at that. But being a mom has helped me do that and realize that it's okay to say, yes, I can use some extra help. Yes. Sure. Thank you. Accept, accept it and say, thank you. And people want to help and just do it. Um, that's with, that's with food. People want to drop by meals. Yes, sure. Yes. That means sure. You could have a stocked fridge, but they're going to buy They're going to bring you a meal. And they're going to be happy to do it and just say yes. And don't even comment otherwise. Yes, thank you, thank you. Whatever you bring is fine. Gift card, a sandwich, I don't care. Um, holding the baby. So I used to think like, well, I, I got it. Like, don't, you know, it's okay. Hold them. You want to hold them? You can hold them. Cool. I mean, obviously not with COVID, but <laughs> um, other people can help. Other people can do it and it's not all on you. This one can be... <laughs> hard to, this one was hard to learn too. Um, obviously in the beginning, if you're breastfeeding your newborn, it's going to be a heavier load on the mom. It's just going, it's going to be, that is not really avoidable. But what I learned last time is that there's other things that they can do and they want to feel, they want to feel useful and they want to help. And they don't always know what, right? Cause if it's your, if it's your first child, they're not sure what else needs to be done. You might need to talk about that and be open with communication. So maybe they can change the next diaper. Maybe they can um, refill your water, get, get get you a snack. All those things are important to breastfeeding. You're going to be thirsty. You need to eat. Um, don't be afraid to ask. Or if you're going to the doctor and you're going together, can they pack the diaper bag? Can they pack? Can that be their job to get that ready for the doctor's visit? So there's things they can do. Um, and I know, like, right now, well, I. When he turned a month old, we were, we were doing one bottle with one bottle with breast milk in it, um, per day to get him used to at least trying a bottle because I go back to work, um, end of February. So I want him to be able to at least, you know, understand how to take a bottle. So now it's like, um, every other night or so, Clint will feed him the bottle and put him down and then they get to bond and he gets that experience and somebody else can feed him. Same thing with the schedules. Um I think a lot of times that falls on the mom too like on in the beginning of course it does because you're home with them maternity leave you're you're doing all the things. But I remember last the first time it was such a burden to like be the only one that knew when he's supposed to nap, when he should eat and everyone's asking you these questions like hey when is when is the next feeding? When is the next nap? I don't know. Do you not know? <laughs> and you would get I would get frustrated and like pissed then I would get pissed off. So share that, talk about that, and just say, and just let them know, like, this is when he usually naps, here's when he should eat, here's the plan, you're on it too, you know it, I know it, we're a team, and that's that, it should not fall on just the one parent to, like, run the show, because that's going to get very hard and very old, and if you have other kids too, it's just, it's just too much, so communicate, communicate early on, if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel (sighs) any of those things, don't be, I would just say you're better off always to just talk about it early because if it piles up we all know that's not a good situation and that can't happen and that does happen um this is hard too and i said this before um in my like my note to my second time mom self podcast um carving out time for yourself now that can sound very lofty if you're breastfeeding your baby on demand if they're cluster feeding if if they're an extra needy baby You can be like, there's no way. Like, there's no way I'm getting a shower today. There's no way I'm stepping outside today. You could feel like that. So the way to think about it is to really, really, really simplify it and make it not so daunting and not something so big deal. You're not planning a vacation. You're not planning, you know, an overnight stay in a hotel. You're just not right now, right? So even keep it into like even minutes, like minutes for yourself, 20 minutes, 30, go for a walk. Um, I've been doing this where I, like, our only bathtub, well, we have the kids' bathtub and guest bathtub upstairs. Our house, our master only has a shower, but that's fine. We don't really take a lot of baths. So I've been coming upstairs to take a hot bath with a podcast or a book or music or whatever, um, a bath and a bath bomb. And I just, like, zen out. And then what's kind of cool that it's upstairs is that by the time I come downstairs, I feel like... I've been somewhere else, right? In the guest room. So again, that's very small and that's not very fancy, but it's time away to myself to just like reset for the night, right? Reset before bedtime, reset before dinner. Um just calm yourself. Also, I always do I've been doing this for a while: walk in a podcast, walk in an audible book, walk in music, or if you want to walk and just be quiet, that's fine. But being outside, seriously is a mood lifter all the time every time sunshine fresh air come back in 10 minutes or 20 minutes and you're like a whole new person it really it really is and it's very small you're not getting an hour workout you're not running a 5k you're just stepping outside time to yourself even a drive to get coffee I know that seems you know minimal also but it's a it you're getting in your car you're driving alone <laughs> and you're gonna get some coffee um, another thing I've been trying to do really um, intentionally is spending time with our daughter, who will be three, coming up. Um, getting alone time with her, no matter what it is, small um, small little trips, or just time together. Time by myself with her, because I want her to always know that, like, and she's been good with him. She's been good with her brother and, t- and accepting him, but I want us to still have time together and... and Special and that is important, and it can be hard to find that time. And then getting those times goes back to the communication with your significant other. You've got to let them know that's important to you. You've got to let them know I got to get out today. I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to feed the baby, and then I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'll be back in 20 or going upstairs, taking a bath. Just be vocal about that because we think that they would get it and think that, gosh, they've had the baby all day long. They probably need a break. They may not always see that. (laughs) They may not always think. So just be, don't be afraid to speak up and let them know. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode connected with you and you feel moved to share it, please do. Screenshot and share on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me. Send a link to a friend, and if you really loved it, I'd be honored if you could drop a review. Don't forget to subscribe so you will get access to the latest episodes.